Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mike show and the Bulldog. How many bees is a swarm? Is two a swarm or three? Whatever. How many does it have to be? And be like seven. It's Mike show. How many, how many times do you have to be stung to have been swarmed? And I was like, dude, I got swarmed. I got stung. Only once, but I was swarmed. And the bulldog. You insist you were swarmed. There were bees, man, like plural, big, lots of S's. Lots of E's and S's. Bees. <laughs> that, was, that was not bees. fun. Bees. <laughs> right. That was not fun. On WGR. Hey, man, that kind of hurt. Sports Radio 550. What's up, everybody? This is Mike Shope. Thanks for listening. It's been a fun week. The offseason... Some weeks, they don't give you a lot. Unless, you know, you, you were uh, in a baseball town or something. Or, I don't know, MLS, something else. But um, not this week. We are not in a baseball town, per se. We've got interesting times with the Sabres and the playoff, their playoff chances. Of course, the deadline is tomorrow. Uh, I won't deny having Darcy Regeer era flashbacks like today with all these trades and the deadline being tomorrow. And I guess we're on Riley Stillman's visa watch here uh, right now. So I want to say real quick after that little sort of crack that uh, again, I'm sort of at peace with it or maybe better put, I just get it. The Sabres, if it ends up, it's 24 hours minus four minutes. Uh, to the deadline. If it ends up that they don't make significant trades, I mean, where do I want to draw that line? Significant? I guess trading your number one pick (laughs) was that line at least before. Now it seems almost impossible that they would do that with Timo Meyer traded already and Jacob Chikrin traded even. like There have been so many moves. Who's left that you would expect the Sabres to want that's available where you would see them trading your first-round pick. I mean, I doubt they want to do it. That's not new. Uh, so that that level of significance or thereabouts, um, I'm not expecting anything like that. I'm actually expecting there not to be anything like that, so a little stronger. But there, I want to think there could be or even maybe should be a couple of smaller trades. I mean, Stillman is a trade, and so he – counts it's just like that's just a weird one because his numbers have been terrible like his most of his stats as far as I know beyond the counting stats not that they're good either he's a defenseman but really like what's the allure 
and I've seen a couple of attempts, maybe straining a little bit to try to to justify it. But I'm 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 positive about the organization, and I'm sure there's something. Um, beyond that, though, like one or two players who would go in that would make you feel better about the team that would not cost a lot at all, like this year or beyond. That I'd really kind of like to see. Not being able to name names for you so much at this point. So many trades already. And so we just, we'll just see what, if anything, they do, they, they come up with here between now and tomorrow uh, afternoon. But it is, <laughs> I've been here a long time. It is reminiscent of, you know, several seasons. When did this, like, I feel like there have been two types of Sabres, maybe three, I guess I'd have to say three. Three types of Sabres deadline uh, modes in, I'll say, 20 years. That's how long I've been here, since 2002. So there have been there have been three modes. The, the, the first mode, and then it came back a little bit, was you're just sort of bracing for it that the best players in the league who are getting traded are not getting traded to the Sabres, and that's just life. It includes the one year where the Sabres, I think, (laughs) sort of foolishly promoted, if you may remember this, that Darcy Regeer would be available for a fan chat online, like right before the deadline one year, maybe noon or whatever it was before a three o'clock deadline. Like, okay, I mean, how much more obvious can you make it that you're not in the game? You know, a a lot of Sabre years have, have really been like that. And I think, you know, Regeer had limits imposed upon him, like financially. But I think he was sort of suited for that the way he wanted to do it, sort of stealth kind of moves. The the best, maybe I don't know if I, I'm not ranking these in my head, but like one of the best Sabre deadlines was before I was even back in Buffalo. It was the, the year where they traded for Gilmore and, and Grattan and Dumont. That would be, what, 90 to 2000. Maybe that was 2000 or 2001. Not not 2001. Like, before I came over, uh, that was, like, really cool. And that was, like, a, not, not a Sabres thing very much at all. It was aggressive and going for money, going for older players. Like, okay, let's let's go win. So that's a long time ago. So you have maybe this first mode I've laid out where you're just sort of bracing for it and you know you're not going to have the kind of fun that other teams – fans are going to have irresponsible fun right like because a lot of these trades where you're trading your first round pick for a guy on a rental or just somebody maybe even including Jacob Chikrin you know just like what do you think is going to happen how much upside is there really like what's going to happen you you can have a GM or an organization trying to save face I think that's what Ottawa is doing like they're it looks it sounds like this GM is he's always scrambling Dorian he's always scrambling to explain why it's not as bad as maybe you think it is and just sort of chasing his tail I think so maybe that's what's happening here with Ottawa anyway Sabre fans who go back have lots of experience like it or not with these deadlines and Bulldog and I have had our own sort of uh I don't know where where our perspectives on that sitting here having to do these shows on well tomorrow's deadline day and talk about all these other guys that the Sabres are just never gonna go after <laughs> too expensive right so lot plenty of those. There there've been a couple like the 0607 um of, of course that's one where like you're it's pins and needles and it wasn't so different. Like they didn't trade for Marion Hosa or anything like that, but 
So it wasn't so different, but at least, you know, you you were excited and hopeful that a, a team with a real chance of winning would get better and be willing to trade a pick for a player. And the Sabres did that. I mean, that's the Zubris trade back now, yikes, 16 years ago. <laughs> why, why am I even bothering with this? It's so long ago. I mean, there, there have been a couple of moments where it was exciting and the Sabres at least didn't do nothing. So you've had that. But really, for a long time, going back to when? 2010 or 11? I don't remember right now. Oh, I guess um, Torres. Remember that one? And then he doesn't even dress, right, in the playoffs at, at one point? Just so strange. But almost going back, like say it's a decade, when have the Sabres ever had any call to make a, a, you know, a buyer's type of move? Like they've just... It's you're also bracing, man. These deadline days are not are not holidays here, around here, are they? Uh, historically, it, it's either it, almost every year. It's either as I figured out in my head, it's either been, well, other teams are going to have fun today, but I'm not allowed. So this is let's just watch it go by and try not to get too angry or bitter, or ugh, I guess we have to trade our best guy, <laughs> like. You know, not always on deadline day, but that's Miller, or that's Vanek, you know, like just, it, it, it sort of represents closure, um, an ending to a team that would have had either some chance, you know, at the playoffs, in the playoffs, or just was meant to and, and just didn't, you know, in these trades end that whatever period that is and... You're just hoping you get a draft pick back. The Sabres have, of course, had this happen plenty of times in the last 10 years where they're trading for other teams' picks, guys who they had and didn't win with, so goodbye. Actually, a lot of their – this is not so much a deadline point. A lot of their more famous trades like this that you can think of are are not deadline trades. That's Eichel, that's Vanek, that's Ryan O'Reilly. You know, Miller was a little bit before, but close enough. And these are all just sad. You know, you're, you're – happy about getting draft picks but you can't do anything with them for years i mean they don't they don't turn into anybody best case scenario they turn into somebody like two or three years down the road and you know is what it is so tomorrow's that day and i have wanted to think just to be like a fan and just be sort of excited about the team and the season that there could be some trade here that, um, you know, we like and can buy into, you know, and, and and celebrate a little bit. Is that coming? Maybe not. But after, after saying all that as, well, relatively miserable, <laughs> that, that deadlines over the Sabres history have kind of been, um, I don't really mind this year, you know. Uh, feel free to disagree, but... I was saying at one point, maybe yesterday, I feel like they've already clinched a good season. You know, it's it's really an interesting topic to me, or a question to me, all, all the time. It has been with the Bills the last couple of years, is what what makes a good season? And as your, you know, your seasons happen and go by, that's always, or can be anyway, that moves, right? Like, to say for the Sabres, to have a team going into a season that had a chance at the playoffs, I mean, how long has it been since they've had a chance at it by 
even the middle of the season, let alone like the the three quarter mark or thereabouts where we're we're about at right now, it's been the whole drought. It's been since like 2012, the first year where they missed of this streak. They were close, and after that, they've really never been close. So you go you think about like how you felt. Maybe like you go into this season. What's a good season? They were not expected to make it, so it can't quite be that strict, I think. What's a good season? This has been a good season to be in it. And they're still, I you know, I want to say, I think they're very much live. Like, they're three points out now, but there's still games in hand, you know, several against everybody they're working against, except Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh, I think they have one game in hand on Pittsburgh. But Islanders, Florida, Washington's kind of called for the check, but, you know, the other teams, like, they have games in hand on those teams. And tonight, I mean, they're a pretty big underdog tonight, like anybody pretty much is in Boston. They've, they have won there, but be careful not to let tonight bring you down if they if they don't win because this is not a game that um, any of these teams in their midst would be expected to win. So I feel like it's – I mean, I hesitate a little bit to say it as I did last time, yesterday or Wednesday or Tuesday rather, like whatever it was this week – because there's still so much season left, and if the bottom falls out, it maybe will not feel good at all. Like it well, it won't. But just you might not want to call it a good season. Where where are they at here in terms of points? I'm just gonna I want to look at it while I say all this. Uh, 66 with 23 games to go. So if they win a third of those games, end up like around 80 points. That's gonna be like sputtering to the finish, and it may not feel like a good season, but before the season, 80 points was a nice number for them. I don't know. I feel like they've already done it. And they're, you know, what what they achieve as a team, what's exciting about it is that it's about next year and beyond, really. that that's This is not an old, to say the least, this is not an older team that just happens to be closer to a playoff spot than they've been in a long time. You have every reason with money to spend, too, if they choose to spend it, with the guys, the good young players, even great, that they have under contract. You know, it's all it's all good, pretty much, with the Sabres. Goalie will be the, the big one. I don't want to talk about next year for very long, but that really is, uh, it continues to be. It has been for a long time with them an issue. And, and they have... They have Levi down the road, and they may, maybe Lukanen turns into something, and maybe even Comrie gives them value. They've they've gotten by with Anderson doing pretty well. I mean, he's been the best of them so far this year, but when it gets real, which is next year at least, if not these next 23 games, it's pretty real right now. You know what I mean, though? Like, how are you going to feel? How are we going to feel about what they have? Like, if, if the season ends with Lukanen at the performance level he's been at this year, like overall, and they go into next year with him, I mean, that's a question mark. He just has not been at a solid enough level for, I think, anybody to really like what they have there. So the situation may call for someone new then. I guess that's in the range of outcomes here between now and tomorrow, but I've yet to figure out a good idea. <laughs> where where you're bringing in unless you end up trading Lukanen like that would be more that would be a a pretty big step for the Sabers and I haven't been thinking about that 
happening uh, much at all. But, you know, maybe we'll see what we get. So, like, what's a good season this year? I feel like they're already there. And if they end up just missing, like kind of where they're at right now in the standings, first team out or first or second team out, then obviously next year a good season is the playoffs. There's no more let's get close. And not that everybody likes that anyway, but there's there's no more even thought to that. When, once you get close, then after that it's get in. Or else if you don't, it goes back to kind of how it felt before this season. Like is it ever going to get good the way we were talking at times during uh, – during Eichel's tenure here. But I'm optimistic for them. I don't know that the trade deadline will yield anything interesting or at all, but it's been a fun year. Sabres at Bruins tonight, 7.05, 6 o'clock for pregame. Paul Hamilton will start us off by joining me then. Bulldog is off this week. If you haven't been able to figure that out or didn't know, he'll be back with me on Tuesday. I've got uh, Sal coming up at 3.30. And, you know, speaking of this concept like this idea what's a good season the bills make that really hard (laughs) like that is a that is a tough one i we've talked about this some certainly not something that everybody would feel the same way about but i've made i've i've laid out a couple different a few different times here since the bengal loss as we sort of you know we set that settled in that this offseason is going to feel different than the last two or three when we've kind of you know they they have they would they would have just lost in the playoffs you're, you're coming out of that you you hadn't won or anything but it's still just overall I think felt like a great situation you know who else would you rather be maybe Kansas City but you've just got it all and you just got to win next time but now it's been three years of that four if you want to include 2019 I mean you can it is a playoff loss. And I feel like now there's going to be just naturally more of a you got to show me sort of attitude about them. It's all well and good to be a Super Bowl favorite or a, whatever, a solid, strong division favorite, the things that they've been and maybe again going into next year. But I just think we're going to be that much less impressed. <laughs> you know, they have to do it. So, what's a good season for the Bills? Last year, or the year before, like the last two years has been easy to answer that question, I think. The Super Bowl at least. Making it at least. You lose the AFC Championship like the Bills did in 2020 after the 2020 season, and it's like you and Kansas City, and everybody seems to want to separate these two teams as the teams to beat in the AFC. Like That's all that's left for you to do is to get there. Not that there aren't other teams. We've seen that. But that's what's left for you to do. You get to the Super Bowl and you get beat by Tom Brady's Bucks, like the Chiefs did or some other great team. That can happen. And that that isn't a year where I would have wanted to necessarily consider the Bills a failure. I mean, that's pretty harsh. But there's really that's really what it is, like getting to the Super Bowl. It's not getting through Kansas City, a team you've beaten twice on the road in the regular season. It's not getting through the Bengals. It's getting in. It's go. It's going to the, going to the Super Bowl. That's it. Like that is the only. I think like that's the only answer to the to the question for the Bills. Like what is a good season? And as the losses in the AFC playoffs pile up, it just gets more frustrating. And 
I think what starts to happen, you know, we we uh, <laughs> we we've talked about this a lot and hear from people all the time. You know, you start to get into some. It's easy to get into some sort of thoughts that are that get a little dangerous. You know, like the Bills go and win. 13 games, win the AFC East again, and a playoff loss means you're talking about firing your coach. <laughs> things like that. Just that's how these things go. We've seen it with other franchises. And I've pointed out to that a few times, not that I think you can't even talk about McDermott, but these times when teams feel like and act like They've sort of run out, that the window has closed. That's the most common metaphor. You hear like the window is closed. And they make those coaching changes. I don't know that they don't regret it. Like sometimes you have a Colts or somebody where, or I'm thinking a Dungy with Tampa, where, where Gruden goes in and you win. You know, you've, you have that a couple times, but there's certainly no guarantee of that, obviously. And if you're doing that, you're you're doing that hoping for you know, the next thing to work as well as the other thing was working. Just get in and, and get get through this time. So really for the Bills, that's what we have. They have to they have to win it. They have to get through the AFC uh next year, which they very well might could. I, which they very well could. Like I am uh still optimistic for them. I think it's right to be, I think everybody should be, and just try to try to not just sort of dwell on the the times they've fallen short here in these losses. I mean, uh, I'd love to see what they do this offseason, and I feel like even with certain challenges, they should be in a, in a great spot going into next year. So I mentioned Sal coming up here shortly. Also today, Mike Giardi from NFL Network and Connor Rogers will be back on, both from the Combine which is like the workouts are underway today, defensive linemen and linebackers. I want to maybe, maybe I'll have time to get into this later. I actually was planning on doing it these first 20 minutes, but didn't end up, didn't end up there. Um, if, you, if you've listened all the time, you've heard these different guests this week from Indianapolis, you know, talking about the draft, Chris Trapasso, Mike Renner, different people. And I feel like I'm being talked out a little bit of, receiver at 27 now i checked chris's mock draft just before starting today and he has jackson smith and jigba on the bills at 27 it seems like it's either I, I have different needs you know brett coleman last week on the show different needs that are maybe more important holes that are left on defense with departures and just how cincinnati ran on the Bills in the playoffs, just things like that. Oh, you're going to need a safety. You're going to need a middle linebacker. You're going to need whatever. Instead, offensive line even. So I'm either being told that, sort of turned that way, or the receiver you want will be gone. <laughs> I'm getting that a lot this week. Or both. <laughs> so I want, I'm want. i told I want other things. Maybe I need something else more. And the guy you'd want to have be your wide receiver at 27 isn't there in this mock draft by Chris Smith and Jigba is. He's a very interesting player for this because... 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply probably is a pretty wide range of opinion in how he didn't really play hardly at all uh, last season for Ohio State so um, I don't know like I don't want to come off (laughs) wide receiver but sort of feeling a little bit I'm feeling a little bit of a push away from that as uh, it's just like dead set as I was three four weeks ago on this idea oh there'll be somebody Now, different reasons. I'm thinking, like, maybe that's not a sure thing. All right. We'll talk to Sal next. He's got another article up, this time on the offensive line. How does that look for the Bills going into the offseason? Couple of combine guests. Anything new on the trade deadline, then come 6 o'clock, the game, or the pregame show for Sabres Bruins. Again, thanks for being along. This is Mike Shope on WGR. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Welcome back. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is off. Important day. Sad day. Coming up tomorrow here at WGR with Howard Simon's retirement. Tomorrow is his last show. They, you know, fittingly, of course, I would say, scheduled a get-together for him to celebrate and wish him well. And, uh, Sal, that's at 4 o'clock tomorrow. So put me down as doubtful. It's not 3 o'clock? Well, maybe it's at 3, but it's either... What's at 4 o'clock? Wait, 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 which one? I'm sorry, what's at 4 o'clock exactly tomorrow? Isn't there some party for him? 
Oh, okay, yeah. I, okay, I'm sorry, because the trade deadline's at 3 o'clock, so you were talking about the trade deadline and holiday and then 4 o'clock, 3 yes. o'clock. I just got everything mixed up, that's all. Yeah, well, that you know, the way I've been talking already today, again, it's like that could be a sad day, too. <laughs> <laughs> it often is for it the It is Sabres. a sad day, yes, yes. It's yes. usually it it's a been. It's a celebration of Howard's career, of course, right? I mean, there's no doubt about that, and we're all... Um, sad to see him go, and uh, but I know that he's very, very much at peace with what he's doing and where he's at, so that's great. Um, tomorrow, the tra- NHL trade deadline. I thought it was very interesting that we will be gathering kind of to celebrate Howard, and it will be literally right after the NHL trade deadline, and who knows what we'll be talking about. Yeah, but again, probably a pretty good chance. It's uh, if it's about hockey, it's other teams' trades <laughs> usually. That's that's <laughs> not it's could be different this year. I, I like where they're headed. All right, so um, I did. I did see the Sabers uh, just made a deal and traded Anders Bjork to the Blackhawks for future considerations. Yes, so I guess he was still on the team. Rochester, yeah, yeah, he was exciting for a minute, but uh, that seems to be happening. Yeah. You're right. All right, your latest uh, chapter in the state of the Bills gets to offensive line and this position yeah. or group. This group position group has come up plenty of times in our conversations already this offseason in terms of free agency it's kind of interesting they have several backups whose contracts are running up running out as far as the starters go sal it was i don't know how would you put it i liked you know your breakdown guy by guy in in the article but uneven right like at the end of the year Mm -hmm. i don't think i don't think we felt great about the bills up front no i think inconsistent's a good word too um you know i think that even the team has kind of recognized that and said that in so many ways. I know that Brandon Bean has said, you know, that he'd like to ha- see Josh takes less hits. And I, I do think, I think he's talking about Josh himself, but I think he's also talking about just the offensive line play as well. But that's on the heels of, or even before Sean McDermott said, you know, yeah, they did some good things. They ran the ball well as the season went on. And that's not false. Sure, they did. And, you know, they, they had a nice yards per carry and things like that. But he also said that, you know, Josh took too much pressure, uh, especially kind of early, a little early on in the downs. Um, so those are areas they'd like to improve. So, yeah, there's there's room for improvement. And I think after writing the article, like, it's just, it's this weird kind of space because they have four of their five starters coming back. It's not like, and what I mean coming back is still under contract. They weren't horrible. They also have much room for improvement if you want to. So how do you do that? Does it come via the draft? And then there's no guarantee you draft a guy at 28 that he's going to step right in and be a starter at that spot. Um, do you do it via free agency? And if you do, what kind of investment are you willing to spend? Are you going to suddenly you know, make Ryan Bates a backup at $5 million a year is what he's costing basically on the salary cap? Like there's just some, some trickiness to how we'll go about this. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and Morse at center, I, I like how you put it there. Like he, he hasn't given – we don't have any reason yet to wonder whether he's coming back this year, whether he – you know, his personal health and, like, from his standpoint, except to say that, you know, you have to wonder about that without any news on it because of the concussions he's had and his age. And there is the, the cap casualty part of his story, too. Like, it's a pretty good savings. It's also a pretty good dent. That's how it goes with these things uh, if you do cut them. Anything to sort of enlighten us from from you on Morse? So there's been no indication that Mitch Morse isn't going to play football anymore. I think, you know, when he got the concussion and he's had numerous concussions, we know that. 
there's always been talk about should he play football. There's there's the opinion of whether or not he should, and then there's well, what is he thinking, right? I mean, there's those are two separate things. Even if you think he uh, so a fan thinks he shouldn't, it doesn't mean he's not going to. It's up to him and his doctors and his family and all those kinds of things. Even when he came back, Mike, from his concussion, you know, he talked pretty. I, I thought actually he really kind of surprised me how he talked about just yeah. I mean, you know, he he's had a lot of conversations about this, and you know, they're going forward. He's going to play football. Um, I I have not seen any sort of indication that Mitch Morris is not planning on playing football in 2023. So that leads me to he's the starting center. He was their best offensive lineman last year. He was their most consistent offensive lineman last year. Yes, they can save $5.5 million on the salary cap by releasing him, but they'd also take on a $6 million salary cap hit. I don't see any reason why you would do that unless you felt he wasn't going to play due to the concussions or another reason. Right. Mitch Morse is the starting center next year. So I, I the other part of this is I've re- even this morning, you know, you know Jeremy and Joe asked me, should they draft a guard who could eventually play center? I guess. I mean, I don't think you have to think of it that way. If you want a guard, draft a guard. You you figure out center later when Mitch Morse says he's not playing. He's 31 years old, which isn't that old. Going so he can play a while longer. Right. So Bates, Morse, how about the the tackles? I mean, Dawkins is entrenched. You've mentioned a few times, I mean, he had somewhat of a bumpy year, Dawkins, at least for him, considering it's a pretty high standard. And then Spencer Brown at right tackle. Again, I think you made the right points on him in the piece, WGR550.com. Uh, totally. Like, Brandon Bean, after the season, talking about like his the time he needed and the rookies need in general, but specifically Brown, to ramp up. So no changes, I would think, coming at either tackle. Okay, so I don't think so either based on how they talk. But I do think it's curious that they have really talked up Spencer Brown kind of this offseason. So either that's obviously true and they really believe in him, which I don't have any reason to necessarily doubt that. But I think sometimes when that happens, it makes me think, are you saying that for a reason because you kind of are going to make a change and you're you're not you're trying to kind of not steer anybody that way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or you want to do oh. something. And I do wonder. Right. You know, like the old smoke screen. Right. Like it's just you're kind of forced to when you talk about it. If you know you might want to change, it might get you more to it's not even intentional just to kind of talk about it because you don't want to anybody think, well, we just really don't like this player. Not like they're moving on from him or anything, but it might mean that they want to bring in competition. They want maybe they have, you know, they want to make him more of the backup swing tackle or something like that. But I do find it interesting um, that they have talked about him so much. But as I sit here right now, I, I'm going to take them at their word that. Spencer Brown is clearly in their plans to be the starting right tackle, and they feel that you know that back injury and coupled with him going to Northern Iowa and you know the ramp up in the NFL and the the speed of the game and all that has kind of really slowed him down to where he needed to be. Good point on Botker. I think you know signs point to the Bills yep. thinking highly enough of him to want him around. After that, in terms of the depth, they can do anything they want. I think you know like yeah. replacement level players, pretty much. So you can have the same ones or different ones. Yeah, I mean, David Questenberry can play both outside and inside. Van Roten can play guard and center. That's all really important, so just sign him back. Because I know how that sounds to a lot of people. I say, just sign him back. And there's probably fans going, what do you mean? Like, you can be do better. Well, that's fine. Where? Because you're you're not going to spend a ton of money on these backups, these second and third stringers. So whether it's David Questenberry, Greg Van Roten, those guys, Bobby Hart, whether it's them or someone else, it's going to be kind of the same level of player. So the philosophy here is, why not just get them back because they're in your system. They played for Ken Dorsey. They played for Aaron Cromer. 
Could you maybe get a better player? Sure. If there's a guy out there and you feel like it, I get it. But if you're going to pretty much spend a minimum amount of salary anyway for these players, you're pretty much getting the same kind of player across the board. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. His article, State of the Bills, quarterback, running back, offensive line. Each article, of course, up at the website and on the Odyssey app. You can read the articles there, too. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Uh, when are you doing wide receivers? Tomorrow? I'd like to. Uh, tonight I'll try and work on some of that um, if I can. I'm not sure if I can get to it. We actually, um, we, have, we have winter baseball practice tonight, so I'll be ha- oh. headed out there with Max uh, in a little while, actually, when I'm done with you. Uh, so I'll try to do that. But, yeah, I think over the next 24 hours or so I'll be, re- be doing that and or tight ends, but I think receivers will come first. So I'm going to have to kind of parse that however I you know can, best I can. Those are separate? Usually, because the wide receivers take so long, I try to do that. Yeah, uh, because there's so many. So, but tight end is an interesting one because this is a really good tight end draft, and you know I think there's just been a little bit of buzz that maybe the Bills will want to add to that. So I do think it's intriguing. So I'm excited myself to kind of look at it and where it stands right now for the team. Remember they brought OJ Howard in last year and kind of didn't work out. Like, what does that look like? But as we all know, wide receiver is maybe the most intriguing position for this team this offseason. Feels like tight end, you know, they did commit to Knox and he's been, he just hasn't got, he's never commanded a lot of targets, as I've made that point many times, but red zone and he's been a, he's a good athlete. Like he's been a receiver of value in their offense. The, the tight end fit, especially if they want to sort of reinvent themselves even a little bit, offensive line, um, take the pressure away from Allen a little bit, would be somebody you know, just like 12 personnel that yeah. you can can really block, you know, somebody like that. So a, a bigger body. But apparently there are plenty of names, including a couple perhaps tight ends that could be off the board before the Bills pick. I don't think they would do that in the first round uh, after this Knox contract. That'd be weird, but uh, it's a good mm-hmm. year for it. It is. Um, there are some very good tight ends. You're right about Knox's contract. It kicks in this year. Um, he signed that extension, and it's a pretty hefty extension. It's a four-year deal, and they even structured it where he's making like pretty minimum amount of base salary this year in order to spread out the money on the salary cap. But I've always felt that they just they want to get that other guy that can really create those matchups. I think that's what they wanted from Howard last year. It just didn't work out. And you know, Quentin Morris played well enough, I guess. You know, for what you would expect maybe from him, but he never really he's not going to be this big threat on the field all that all the time. They have Reggie Gilliam. They can flex out sometimes. Um, and then Tommy Sweeney's just a, a break glass in case of emergency kind of guy. Um, that's what I'll probably write about him, actually, when I write it. Uh, you know, And, and he, I think he's going to be a free agent anyway. So it is the right point on Dawson Knox and how you know resource allocation to the position, that starts to come into play really heavily there. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I ask you about Aaron Rodgers here for a minute? Sure. Probably Did right. Did I miss something with him today? No. I was just watching Ross Tucker posted like a two-minute – uh, commentary about Rodgers and like what it continues to just be a situation that's almost baffling how for what the third year in a row the Packers are in this jam because of yeah. Rodgers and like you know Ross was talking about you know it does he want to go somewhere else or whatever he's trying to decide the Packers I agree with Ross and I think that maybe this is obvious they very much sound like they want to be done like it's Love needs to play is a quote from the from the GM. Like they they want to go there, but you know for Rodgers to be traded, it's so much money, and somebody has to be convinced that he wants to be theirs, right? Like he's sort of an enigma like this. 
I don't know. Like I know we did the draft and everything. I ended up picking Green Bay because I looked at it as such a, like a given that Rodgers would be gone. But maybe it's not. I know. I I feel like they really want to kind of move on, but I, it's very hard for them to do that. I just feel that everything that kind of gets sourced out of there and talked about, and I, Andrew Brandt's a lot on this because you know he used to be in their front office and he's a good follow on Twitter and he knows the business of the sport and all that. And he's kind of indicated like. It's basically they just don't they're tired of his crap and like it's not worth it anymore. So they'd kind of like to move on, but they also know that he's great. And I, I think the, the best scenario for the for the Packers would be what they really want is Aaron Rodgers to go to them and go, guys, enough of this. I am ready. Let's go win a Super Bowl. I'm all in. And he just never does that. Right. So if he would do that, they'd be like, yes, that's what we've wanted from you. But because he doesn't and it's always this stuff they have to deal with. It's like, okay, like we're just tired of it. So let's move on. But it makes it tricky because a player like that, you got to get a lot in return. I mean, who was it? Garofolo maybe yesterday that was on or a couple days ago saying, like, if the Jets want him, the Packers might want two first rounders and the Jets just aren't going to do that. Or it would be hard for them to do that. So, yeah, it's a weird spot. And I think the Packers would just really love Aaron Rodgers to tell them how much he loves them and he won't do that. No, and, like, don't you think they could have – well, is it easy to say now? Is it too easy to say now? Like, they could have gotten to this point two years ago. Two two years ago was the night at the mm-hmm. draft, 2021, when we thought he was going to Denver. Like, you know, we're, we're have some self-respect, Green Bay. He's not your franchise. He's great. He's a legend. Right. He's you know, going to the Hall of Fame and everything like that. But I think that – I haven't decided yet. Is that too easy to say? I mean, there would have been a big package available for them, and they – moved on instead what they do last year is sign him to this crippling contract and then trade Devontae Adams okay just just doesn't make sense it might say more about what they feel about Jordan Love yeah well I think they they have maybe that's changed Sal I mean because first couple years you tended to only hear concern about him but I feel like that's changed and I don't know if I should fall for that or what but it seems like even the Packers themselves are Talking about him, you know, it'd be easy for them not to, right? It'd be easy for them, like, yeah. oh, well, you know, he's still growing and things like that. But they're talking, I think, a little bit more convincingly about him right now. And it's not like Rodgers is just going to walk or anything like that. They have to deal with that first. Maybe, it's a, maybe it ends up like Watson, where they have to suck up the contract, but he's just, like, not around or something like that. I wonder if that's a possible outcome. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I don't – I mean, he's not going to retire, right? I mean, I think we all kind of know that. He's yes. Not, this guy, he has so much money on the line he's going to make by playing, and he's not going to want to go into the Hall of Fame the same year as Tom Brady and J.J. Watt. That's just not going to happen. It's $59.5 million in his pocket, <laughs> right. as yeah, Ross put on. it, for five months of work. That's how Ross put it. Right, right, right. Very nice. Well, enjoy baseball practice. <laughs> all right, thanks. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Coverage of the NFL Combine. And Sal's Visits, also brought to you by my friends at Outlet Liquor. Your place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor, what's your outlet? Funny thing one NHL team is doing with the deadline here being tomorrow. Appreciate the the sense of humor shown by one team. Want to tell you about that. After a break, Sabres have traded Anders Bjork to Chicago for future considerations, whatever that will amount to. He was in Rochester. He was here for a minute, acquired from uh, Pittsburgh, if I remember right. Does that go back to Botterill, even, Bjork? I'll look that up. You know, right now I'm just sort of trying to remember live here in front of you. 
Four o'clock, Mike Giardi, NFL Network, on the Combine. Workouts underway, the linemen. Uh, we've had a lot of coverage from Indianapolis this week. Also, Connor Rogers later. Paul Hamilton at the top of the 6 o'clock hour with Sabres pregame. Buffalo at Boston tonight. This is Mike Shope on WGR. Coming up, Mike Giardi, NFL Network. Sabres and Bruins in Boston tonight, pregame at 6. Trade deadline tomorrow at 3. Greg Wyshynski will join me. Also, Marty Baran uh, tomorrow afternoon. Can't quite justify a fantasy football guest. You know, on March 3rd, on the day of the NHL trade deadline, it is a Sabres trade deadline, which historically has been really annoying and sad. Uh, maybe this year will be different. It isn't yet, and most of the league seems like it's done. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe they're not done. They're just going going insane here. All these trades, it's been very unusual. Um, Baltimore Ravens. So, no news on their situation with Lamar Jackson. The GM of the Ravens, DaCosta, spoke today, yesterday or today, at the Combine. Might have been yesterday. And he's like, no update. It's just us and him, and we'll see what happens. You know, talking just very plainly, no news, just is what it is kind of talk from the Ravens. DaCosta. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Though, made a comment about wide receiver, like just sort of a pretty direct implication that they need to draft better receivers to get better receivers, which you got to be careful with this. Like the Ravens have spent first-round picks, Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, on receiver, but they spend less money at that position than almost every other team and have for years. And they're bringing Des Bryant back and Sammy Watkins back and just these replacement-level players. They they didn't make the digs trade. And it didn't even have to be the digs trade, but like a good receiver to just lock in there with Jackson on his rookie deal, you know, developing as a player. 
They've stopped short. And, you know, the coordinator, who the coordinator is, has been part of that. Anyway, so this comment by the GM today, Rashad Bateman, a first-round pick two years ago out of Minnesota, noticed. And he blasted the guy. Like, there was a tweet from Bateman, just like, stop blaming us, right? And then Mike Davis, who was a running back there, you know, a backup, a veteran player, commented, you know, that Bateman's right. And then Hollywood Brown jumped in the chat with um, let him cook, you know, like the players have had it, I think, with Baltimore. Um, we'll see if that ends up. I mean, the Jackson thing is massive, and that's that's job one for them to figure out. But it's, it almost seems like a mutiny with the Ravens. And I, I get it, you know, as, as well-respected as I think DaCosta is and the Ravens, you – mess around with who the player who's by far your most important guy, like players on the team are going to react to that and probably judge you harshly. Not necessarily, but probably. And that's how that's how the Ravens the Ravens seem unhinged right now. Not the owner or the GM, but just like the whole thing, the team. <laughs> and um, you know, the Bills and every other team in the AFC probably loves to see it. Uh man. Like, guys are just, Bateman deleted the tweet, so I don't know. It, he said it. <laughs> it existed, but not a good situation there, maybe to say the least. Mike Giardi, NFL Network. We'll talk about the combine, the, the draft, the Bills' needs, and more when we return. Bulldog is off. This is Mike Shope on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.